0: The Ain't No Fang podcast from Arizona Sports Ain't No Fang.
1: Well, the season is over and the playoffs have begun without the Diamondbacks. I'm Steve Zinsmeister. That's Cody Fincher. I know. We're not in it. I know. I didn't mean to, like, throw when off were, the whole vibe. When was this decided? Uh, when the Diamondbacks in were 50-some-odd games <laughs> under 500. Um, yes, in May mostly. Yeah, postseason has started. We're going to start with the Diamondbacks since we are a Diamondbacks podcast. And since we last left you a week ago, the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, they've hurt me. <laughs>
0: they've hurt me so bad. How did they hurt you? They, they have betrayed me and disappointed me one last time. So last week they had three games left before yes. uh,
1: when we were doing our last show. Yes. They had three games left against the Rockies. I believe at the time they just needed to get swept to be the worst team statistically in franchise history. And I believe they only needed to lose, like, what, two of them to get the first pick, guaranteed. It came down to the last game of the season. The last game of the season, all they needed was an either an Orioles win, and I forget who they were playing, Toronto. They were playing Toronto, so that wasn't going to happen. Toronto needed that to get into the postseason. They didn't even help. But, yeah. um... You needed an Orioles win over the Blue Jays, wasn't going to happen, or a Diamondbacks loss to the Rockies, which seemed plausible if not likely.
0: Well, the, the the Diamondbacks didn't even need the Orioles to win. If the Diamondbacks just lost, yeah, they needed either or. Yeah, if they had just lost, they would have finished with the worst record in the major leagues and have gotten and would have gotten the uh, number one pick in the draft. Instead, what happens is the Rockies lead the game in the eighth inning, and they the Diamondbacks tie it up in the eighth inning. They were down, I think, five to three in the eighth inning, and they tied it up at five. And then Josh Van Meter, who's hitting two oh something this year, I don't even know, hits a walk off home run in the bottom of the ninth inning on the last day of the season and and wins the game for the Diamondbacks. Why? <laughs> Why? I get I get. people are like, yeah, but they won. I'm like, who cares if they won? You understand what happens now? Now, the Orioles and the Diamondbacks finish with the same record. They are exactly the same. Uh, they are both 52 and 110. 52 wins and 110 losses. And you know what that means, Steve? Do you know? Do you know what that means? Now that they've tied, do you know what that means? That
1: they're officially the worst team in franchise history.
0: No. No. Oh. They're not the worst. Well. If they had lost, I think they're the worst. If they had lost one more game, they would have tied for the worst record. I still record think they're the, the fr- worst. I think talent-wise, they probably are the worst team. Statistically
1: speaking, I think they're the
0: worst. No, here's what this means, Steve. Okay. What it means is the Diamondbacks no longer have the number one pick in the draft. Right. Because the tiebreakers in the MLB draft order are based on who had the worst record from the previous season. Okay. Last year. Who had it last year? Yeah. 2020, the Diamondbacks and Orioles tied again with the same record. I don't know what it was. It was the weird 60-game season. I can't remember what their record was. Uh, 28?
1: No.
0: I don't know. I don't don't think they won 28 games. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, they tied with the same record last year. Therefore, the tiebreaker goes back to 2019, where the Orioles lost over 100 games, and the Diamondbacks did not. The Diamondbacks were actually decent in 2019, because that led to them, you know, trying to go for the playoffs the next year in 2020, getting Starling Marte and Madison Bumgarner. Right. Tell Marte was an all-star. He was great.
1: Cole Hamels. Cole Cole Hamels. (laughs) Not Cole Hamels.
0: Sorry. Cole, uh, Cole Calhoun. Yes, Cole Calhoun. But... So that goes back, to the tiebreaker goes back to 2019, where the Orioles were way worse. Like three years ago. Yeah. Three full seasons ago. Basically. So now the Orioles will pick first, and the Diamondbacks will pick second. Yay. What a ripoff. How do you feel about that, by the way? Um, do you care about the number one pick in, in the baseball draft? I know a yes. lot of people don't, and I get the reasons Why? Well, you, I care about it too. The number one uh, thing that you'll hear, I think you and I are in
1: agree in agreement that like it would have been nice to have the number one pick. We, yes. we both would have rather had the number one pick than the number two, and that seems like kind of a non like non issue. Like who's going to have a problem with that? Well, what you're going to hear most commonly on the other side is well, in baseball, the number one player doesn't always go first overall. Right. We even talked about this past baseball draft where the Diamondbacks picked sixth. And got a guy in Jordan Lawler, who a lot of people thought was the most talented player and plays an important position at shortstop. He could have been the number one overall pick in this past draft. He might have been the better player. But the reason that he wasn't is because he was committed to play at Vanderbilt. and He was a high schooler. Yeah. So there's always the chance in baseball that, yeah, we could draft him, but he might not come to us. There's no guarantee in baseball if you draft a guy, you don't own him yet. Right. You have to sign
0: him now. Unless he's a college per a college player right because otherwise he can like jordan lawler could have just said you know what i'm gonna go to vanderbilt for three years and i'll probably win a a college world series there and even college players
1: if they're not healthy i mean look at the situation that houston got into i think it was brady aiken Mm -hmm. who they picked at the top of the draft and then turns out he's hurt
0: kumar rocker
1: kumar rocker gets picked i think 10th by the mets by the mets and Doesn't end up signing. So, like, just because you get picked in the baseball draft doesn't mean that you own that player
0: yet. For me, it's not even about. Well, this draft, this draft seems to have that Bryce Harper type consensus number one pick in Elijah Elijah, Elijah Green, yeah, who is committed to. He's a high school outfielder. He's committed to play for the University of Miami. So I'm not afraid of that. I'm afraid of Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt seems, or or like UCLA or something it's like that. Like a that. blue blood program, yeah, right? I don't know if that's a thing in baseball, but no, there Vanderbilt know what I mean, definitely is. Yeah. Um, they've produced a lot of major league talent and and stops. recently and sh- shortstops especially. Dansby right. Swanson, yep. Jordan Lawler, Walker Bueller, pitchers from, from there. They had um, two
1: pitchers in the top ten this year. Yeah, and then David Price a couple years back. Oh yeah. I forgot. He was about Vanderbilt David Price, guy.
0: Walker Bueller.
1: Jordan Lawler talked about how uh I think it was Jordan Lawler who said that David Price was a big reason he wanted to go to Vanderbilt.
0: Yeah. Granted so, it didn't end
1: up happening, but
0: So for me, getting the number one pick is is important because and I understand people's argument about you know, well, it's not guaranteed. Look, Mark Appel was the number one pick, and he was hurt. Brady Aiken, I mean Bryce Harper. Manny Machado's better than Bryce Harper, and Manny Machado was not the number one pick in that draft. Blah blah blah. Mike Trout was the twentieth pick in in his draft. Whatever. To me, it's it's about if you're the if you are picking first, you get your choice of whoever it is you want. And you don't have to worry about a team snagging him in front of you because you are at the front of the line. You are first in line at the buffet, as I like to say. You get your first choice of any food you want, any dish you want before anybody else can get their grubby little paws on it. Now you're picking second. And if the if Mike Hazen and Tori Lovello and Amiel Sade and all of those guys determine that Elijah Green is that guy that we want, but if the Orioles also think that, too bad. You can't trade up in the baseball draft either. It's not like other other professional sports drafts where you can trade up in the draft. You you can't do that. So you're stuck with whoever the Orioles pick. And even if it's not Elijah Green, if it's somebody else that you like, but the Orioles like them too, you don't get your guy if the Orioles also have that guy as their guy. It's important to note, too. That's all That's all I'm saying. I, if you're going to lose 110 games, be the worst team in the league. Get the number one pick. I know the baseball draft isn't as exciting as anyone, as any other draft. The number one pick in the baseball draft is not as exciting as the number one pick in the NFL draft no. or the NBA draft. No, not near even it. close. Not even near it. But it does give your fans, if you're the Diamondbacks, it does give your fans something to be excited about. I was looking on their Twitter. They, you know, they posted on their Twitter about the win, and so many comments were like, yeah, but you didn't get the number one pick. Yeah, yeah. but you didn't get the number one pick. So what? The, who cares? I want to couch cares? this if I can. It's not the end of the world.
1: No, you're going to get a
0: great—you're going to get a—it's not guaranteed, but you should get a really good player picking second. Our point
1: is not that you can't get a good player at two. But the point is—I mean, let me use an example. Go back to the 2003 NBA draft. LeBron James is the clear consensus number 1. No matter who drew the number 1 pick in the lottery, they were going to take LeBron James. Everyone knew it. It just so happened to be a storybook ending with Cleveland, his hometown team— getting the number one pick. But anybody would well, have the picked NBA him there. Well, the NBA draft is rigged, so now, it's fine. does that mean that, <laughs> I guess it, w- it was Detroit, right? Got yes. the next one? It, it, does it mean Detroit Darko. couldn't get a good pick at two? No. They could have had Dwayne Wade. They could have had Chris Bosh. Carmelo Anthony. Uh, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I don't think Paul Pierce was in that draft. But my point still stands. Those Can't are three remember. Hall of Famers. Right. You know, you could have had any of those guys. My point is simply that you couldn't get LeBron. Right. I'm not saying you couldn't get a good player. You just couldn't get the best player if that's who was chosen before you. And I want to also say we don't know that the Diamondbacks are interested in Elijah Green if they had the number one pick. If they had their pick of the litter, I don't know that Elijah Green is the guy they would want. But I can tell you this, baseball experts who do these scouting reports and all the stuff that we read, everyone loves Elijah Green. Otherworldly talent. The likes of a Bryce Harper, where everyone knew his name before he ever even got into the draft, like a Steven Strasburg, who I you know ironically was same team basically the year before, I think, right? Was it yeah, Strasburg something first? like
0: that. Yeah, Strasburg was first. They were back to back. I know that.
1: It's the same sort of thing. They were they were otherworldly talents that had to go number one overall. They were can't miss prospects. And look what happened. I mean, Strasburg's been a really good pitcher, and Bryce Harper is probably going to win the MVP this year. His second. He won an MVP, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, I mean, what are we talking about here? If you have that same level of guy, then of course we should be let down that we're not going to have the number one pick. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. You and I have agreed all along. The Diamondbacks and Tori Lovello and the staff and even the front office are not trying to lose games. They never were trying to lose. No, They were never trying to lose. They were never trying to do bad. They were... Josh Van Meter did not go up to the plate with it in his mind like, you know what, I think I'm just going to strike out so we can get the number one pick.
0: Right. No, that's, that's not how it works. That's worked. never been the mindset of this organization. Now, I don't believe they were trying to win this year. The front office made strategic moves to play younger players,
1: less developed players. I mean, Drew Ellis was playing third base for like a right. Month. Right. He didn't even end the season on the Major League roster. They didn't even have a third
0: base. Andrew Young was... Instead,
1: Josh Van Meter's playing third base, and right. he hits a walk-off home run to right. screw up the draft. <laughs> so I just pissed Come myself on, off. Come <laughs> <Jirellis>. Where <laughs> but, are you? But my point is, the front office made moves to strategically win less games. That's evident. They traded their best player in Eduardo Escobar, or at least the guy who was hitting the best, Uh, Cattell Marte, maybe they held him out a little longer than they could have. They didn't rush him back, and that makes a lot of sense. Zach Gallon, maybe the same thing. I I think they made a lot of strategic decisions this year to steer the organization in this direction.
0: Well, and knowing... I don't know them personally, obviously, but being a fan of this team and covering this team and thinking I know how the front office operates, I wouldn't be surprised to find out if... Mike Hazen and company were relieved. They didn't get the number one pick just for the fact that they wouldn't be pressured into taking Elijah green. Number one,
1: maybe because,
0: because that's who everyone wants. Yeah. That's who everyone would want you to pick. And if you don't pick him, you have that, the, the, the the wrath of your fan base coming down upon you. Why did you pick this guy? He's being compared to Mike trout for God's sake. Like, Good Lord. Like, why wouldn't you take this guy? He's the clear number one. He's going to be a star, blah, 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 blah. But if their research wouldn't have come down to, well, you know what? We actually like this guy a little bit better for our team. Then you would face so much backlash. I don't think they're afraid of the backlash. I think they can take it. Um, they, Um I think they've been taking some backlash this year, obviously, for how bad they've been. But... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a a thing in their mind where they're kind of relieved they're picking second so they don't have to be, you know, quote-unquote forced into taking Elijah Green number one, even though I think that that's what – I agree. I think that that's what they should do if they were number one. I think for me – And if the Orioles don't take Elijah Green, you have to take Elijah Green at number two. I think the emotion, too, for me,
1: stems from the dramatics of it. If the Orioles had gone on a sudden hot streak at the end of the season and won, you know – a or if they had gone on a cold streak and the Diamondbacks all of a sudden were winning every game for the last two weeks, <laughs> like the Cardinals did, <laughs> well, then I would understand you're not going to get the number one pick. I get that. The Orioles, are, they're just worse right now, and that's the way the numbers worked out. But to lose on the last pitch of the season? I know. To hit a walk-off home I run know. in a game that not only does not matter, but costs you some asset, that the the, the, the fact that it happened in the moment and that you're watching it on TV, or maybe you're yeah. there in the stadium. Like the excitement in the moment is like, oh my god, walk off home run. Oh wait, oh crap, what just
0: happened? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Did we just? No. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: And I'm not saying that uh, I hate that we have enjoyed the tanking process over the last couple of weeks. I hate that because I don't want the Diamondbacks to lose. I don't either. I don't. But want I want them to, lose. to win long but, term. And I've already right, p- turned my
0: ex- attention to that. exactly. I, I will never root for them to be this bad they were they were that bad this year they lost a hundred and ten games they were they are the second worst team in this franchise's history i'm pretty sure and i mean man it's just I, i i agree with you i'm not i don't root for them to have losing seasons but when you're when this team is this bad and with the way things were going early on where everyone was injured, you were already not playing well. I mean, man, it just came down, literally came down to one swing of the bat, getting in the number one pick in the draft. And think about this too. If the Diamondbacks had, they went up to Seattle in September and they won two of three for the Mariners. Think about if the Mariners had just won that series or swept that series like they probably should have. The Mariners are in the playoffs. There's, there was, there would have been no drama at the end of the season. Yeah. The Mariners would have been in the playoffs. The Diamondbacks would have the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, stupid Seattle. It's Seattle's yeah, fault. You could say that. Well, yeah, so that's, it's Seattle's fault. That's probably the best example. But you could say that about any series oh, sure. all season. If they long. hadn't won that one game Somewhere against the Dodgers, run. against yeah. the Dodgers, their last series against the Dodgers at home, if they hadn't beaten up Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers probably would have won the division. And the Diamondbacks have the number one pick of the draft. That's what makes
1: September great. By it's, the way,
0: it's crazy. Well, baseball beginning of October. Baseball's nuts. Baseball's crazy. I'm, I'm just soup. Just like I know it's the baseball draft, and not even a lot of people even care about it. But a number one pick in any draft generates some excitement for your franchise. It does. And now, they're, like I w- I was working the Cardinals game on Sunday when that happened. When the Diamondbacks walked off, I couldn't even enjoy the Cardinals kicking the Rams butts yeah. because I'm like, they lost the number one pick because Josh Van Meter hit a home run. By the in way, the I, looked, I looked
1: it up. Six home runs on the year. He hit 212. And one of them just happened to be the
0: last pitch of the season. Oh, my gosh. He's been not good. This entire year. I think. Not even good at third. I think I'm going to stop, like right
1: now, right this moment, right now. I'm going to stop being mad about losing the number one pick and I'm going to start focusing on the fact that they're going to get a good player at two.
0: Yeah. I just hope and pray that the Orioles screw this up and don't take Elijah Green. They can take a picture if they'd like. We'll see. These things can change so dramatic. That draft, by the way, isn't until next June. Oh, I know.
1: We have so much time. So many things can happen. Um, Speaking of the dramatics of it all, what about the Dodgers and uh, their walk-off last night? They played the Cardinals. Max
0: Scherzer versus Adam Wainwright, who has suddenly found the fountain of youth. But Adam Wainwright was fantastic last night. He made one bad pitch to Justin Turner, and that's the only run he gave up. Well, and Scherzer only gave up one run when they pulled him in the Scherzer fifth. did not look great though he was he was off with his stuff. I mean, but credit his to run him, came on a wild a pitch. pitch or pass ball. I can't remember. What right. I think it was a wild pitch, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, the ball got by Will Smith and Tommy yeah. Edmund. That was in the first. And the Cardinals, the Cardinals were zero for eleven with runners in scoring position last night. You know what's funny? I watched. Uh, I didn't watch the whole
1: game, so I caught the highlights afterwards, and I watched like a thirteen-minute highlight. Real, You know, where they literally put (laughs) in, like, every at-bat almost, and they showed every Tyler O'Neal at-bat, and most of them were strikeouts, and I felt like, you know, with how good Tyler O'Neal and Paul Goldschmidt have been over the last month or so, I mean, they've been arguably the one and two best players in baseball, and for Tyler O'Neal and Paul Goldschmidt to largely not show up in this game offensively. Yeah. Goldie had a great play at first base. Uh, oh my gosh, where he had to basically snag a ball out of the it was out the, of the uh, baseline. It was the
0: exact same play that Max Muncy dislocated his shoulder on. Oh, in that's the last an interesting point of this of the season. I don't know how Paul Goldschmidt made that play. It, like, he had to reach across. I think it was Pollock running. He had to reach across, Pollock. Okay, yeah. I can't remember, but uh, he had to reach across the base runner's face grabbed the ball because the pitcher Garcia made a terrible throw Yeah, and he somehow caught it and got his arm out of the way without even making contact. I'm like, that's insane. And you know what? Paul Goldschmidt's had a lot of practice with that because Jake lamb was terrible at third base and was constantly pulling Paul Goldschmidt off the back. (laughs) And, but I mean, but yeah, Tyler O'Neal was, was not very good in that, in that game. He had a ball that almost fell fair. That would have given the Cardinals the lead. I think, and then Paul Goldschmidt struck out looking against Kenley Jansen. I mean, I mean, I love Paul Goldschmidt, but that was always my gripe with him hitting. He, he, if it's not his pitch, he does not swing at it, even sometimes even to protect the plate. Yeah. And I think he got buckled and fooled on that, on that pitch really bad. It was a breaking ball. And he was not expecting it, but you got to at least try to foul something off. And he just looked at it for strike three. And Arenado really didn't do anything. Um, he let a ball go yeah. in front of him, too, in yeah. third. T- Tommy Edmond was really good. He had two or three hits, I believe. Paul Goldschmidt was one one for two with, th- like, three walks. It's not bad. Like, yeah, no, he wasn't bad, but yeah. he just didn't
1: do anything. Uh, I don't know what I expected of him, but he didn't drive any runs. Right. And, Nobody I mean? did.
0: Nobody did. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> They were 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. No, nope. He wasn't bad. Nobody did. Tyler um, O'Neill was bad. Adam Wainwright was great. Um, and the fact that he's forty years old and yeah. throwing ninety miles an hour and like remarkable, r- ridiculously good curveballs is crazy. Mm-hmm. There was a shot of him filing his nails in the dugout because he throws a knuckle curve so it screws up your fingernail. You're allowed to do that, right? Yeah, I, I think so. You just can't do it on the field, <laughs> which I think is
1: interesting. I guess. <laughs> um, I think most people here locally were probably rooting for the Cardinals just out of yes, our disdain for the Dodgers. we were. I got to be honest with you, as much as I loved the late run that the Cardinals went on, what did they win, 17 in a 17 row? 17 in a row. And they end up making the playoffs as a wild card. They only had 90 wins on the season, I think, right? Wasn't it 90? Uh, Yeah, they were 90 and 72. So to make the playoffs as a wild card team with only 90 wins is pretty interesting, because that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And they go up against the number two team in all of baseball, who just happens to be a wild card also because the number one team is the uh, Giants. So I think that most people would have been rooting for the Cardinals, but I'll be honest with you. I wanted to see Dodgers giants all along
0: this, this series between the Dodgers and the giants is what was best for baseball. Yeah, I Um, agree. The Cardinals are a great, a great team and they're a storied franchise, but this rivalry is one of the biggest rivalries in sports, Dodgers giants. And the fact that both of these teams won over 105 games this year is insane. Um, And it came down to the last day of the season for the division. It was crazy, and now we're going to see these the two best teams in in baseball square off. So that, that's it's going to be good. It's what it was the it's the series of destiny. I think this yeah. they've never met in the playoffs before. Before this, Th- that's true. There's never been a path where they've met in the playoffs before. Really? Yep. This is the first time ever the Giants and Dodgers have met in the postseason. Wow. And, I mean, and those think, are organizations think, that have been uh, around I was forever. Say. Think, these organizations have been around for over a hundred years. Wow. Yeah,
1: I did not realize that.
0: So that that brings some significance. Yeah, to Yeah, as if
1: it wasn't significant already.
0: And the, and it's it's been a while since the Giants have been in the playoffs too. So that's, it's it's going to be it's going to be nuts.
1: One thing I'm kind of interested in though is, I mean, there are, this is not the Dodger team that they started the year with. Trevor Bauer and his legal stuff. So he's yep. not pitching. Right. Uh, that's a that's potentially the best. Pitcher in baseball right there is gone. Uh, Clayton Kershaw leaves with an injury at the end of the season. Looks like he's not
0: going to pitch this postseason. He probably won't
1: unless they go deep into the World Series and somehow he magically becomes available. I I don't know how that happens. Uh, Max Muncie has an
0: injury he's dealing with, so I I don't know if and when we see him. And they now have Max Scherzer, and and Trey Turner is the best player on the planet right now. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, he's been a top-ten player for a long time now, but... Um, it's a
1: totally different look to this team. This is not the souped up Dodgers team that they had. The Cody the Bellinger
0: season. had a terrible season. Terrible season. Just year. awful. Um, Justin Turner has been okay at times. Um, Chris Taylor has struggled, but he hit that walk off home run last night. He was an all star. Dude, he was Chris, an all star, and they, he's got the biggest the, moment of the postseason. The Dodgers so far. traded at the time, and he never panned out to be anything, but they're a pitching prospect named Zach Lee. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure they also threw in a bag of sunflower seeds for Chris Taylor. And Chris Taylor has turned out to be just a ridiculously good player for them. Where'd they get him from? Seattle, Seattle, Seattle Mariners. The Dodgers have been just notorious for picking players like that off the scrap heap and making them all-stars. Max Muncie was cast aside by the Oakland A's. Justin Turner was just a nobody who was on the Orioles and the Mets and yep. they they just pick him up, and now he's he's been one of the best third basemen since he's been a Dodger. Chris Taylor's been that way too. I mean, uh, Bla- Blake Trinan, who is in their bullpen, was he was a decent he was player good in Oakland. Yeah, he was. Br- he had a really good one year in Oakland where I think he was their closer and he got a bunch of saves. And then he's just on the Dodger. He's one of the best relievers in the in baseball. Yeah, Corey Knebel. Had a bunch of surgeries. He was really good with the Brewers at one time. He was an all-star closer, and he had a bunch of surgeries. They let him go, and now he was pitching last night and got huge outs last night. Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's the same way. He kind of was cast aside by the Cardinals when he couldn't make it as a starter. I mean, man, it's just they they are. Albert no t- Pujols. Albert he was Pujols. a nobody until they he got was him. Playing, <laughs> he wasn't even playing for the Angels, and the Angels are terrible.
1: Yeah. He was he was definitely a
0: somebody, but like ten. Years I thought ago. he was going to win that game last night. I, I thought he was. Uh, he hit it really hard to he center. He hit a ball
1: the deep center, and I thought, I'm "Oh like, my gosh, oh if crap. this happens against
0: the Cardinals, oh, what a storyline! Oh that would have been. That would have been amazing. Um, but I don't even like the Dodgers, and I think that would have been cool. I know. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we can not even talk about the AL wildcard game. That game sucked. Well, that g- <laughs> that well, game sucked. I'll mention It was it this so way. boring.
1: I'll, I'll mention it in this context. Uh, it was Nate Uvalde versus Garrett, Garrett Cole. Cole. Oh, my God. Garrett Cole arguably could have been the Cy – well, they haven't decided yet, but he could win the Cy Young. It's probably going to be Robbie Ray, but it could be Garrett Cole. Well, they Cole. shouldn't
0: be basing it off of that wild wildcard performance no. anyway. But But I thought Garrett yeah. Cole
1: would do a lot better than he did, and – I don't know what else to say about that game other than I think the Yankees. I think one of their biggest problems is that team is Stanton and Judge, who are both really good. Granted, Stanton and gets hurt a lot. That's it. But then they got nothing else. And DJ LeMahieu is not the same as he's been the first he two years. He was injured. Uh, Glaber Torres took a huge step back this year. Gary they Sanchez. Might, they might trade Glaber Torres away. Gary honestly. Sanchez. I don't know that he even has a place in the field
0: anymore. Well, he does not catch Garrett Cole. Kyle Higashioka is Garrett Cole's personal catcher because Gary Sanchez is is not a good fielding catcher. Luke Voigt at one time was cast aside so they could move DJ LeMayhew. So I don't know how yep. much
1: faith they really have in him. Uh so and Gio Urshela is a nice player, but it, I mean he's not good. He's a star. good, but like they had to move him to shortstop. Clint Frazier Where's he? What happened to Clint Frazier? He gone. Your center fielder is Brett Gardner, who's
0: like sixty three years old. <laughs> he wants to come back next credit,
1: year. Dude, credit to him. Yeah. He's been the best outfielder the. Yankees Joey have. Gallo
0: cannot hit. That uh, dude. That dude. That dude hits one ninety with twenty five homers a year. Yes, that, he cannot hit. He yes. is either homering, striking out, or walking. That's I honestly, all he does.
1: I know it's not easy to just flip the switch, right? Like, players don't often do that. But if you could find a way to just tell Joey Gallo, don't swing hard. <laughs> just like make contact. Don't you think a guy that big would still hit it's, a bunch it's of It's one of those
0: things where you don't have to swing for a home run. You're no. already s- strong as an ox, dude. Right. Just put a good pass at the ball, and it will, f- in Yankee Stadium, too, the thing will fly out of the ballpark. Yeah. No matter what. And he'll always have a place but, there, too, because he's a really good outfielder. But man, yeah, he's really good defensively. You're right. And so is Aaron Judge. But so you got two really good Garrett outfielders. Garrett Cole, man, that was just disappointing. Yeah. $324 million and he just did not pitch well in that game. So who do the Red Sox get now? The Red Sox are playing the Rays.
1: Okay, so another inter-divisional Yep, and they series. now have
0: Chris Sale back. So Chris Sale should be starting game one of that series. The Rays just, man, they're just, I don't know what it is about them. I don't know how they do it. They're so good.
1: Name as many Rays as you can in the starting lineup.
0: Oh, gosh. Wander uh, Franco. Okay. I don't know if they're all starting, but I just know them as Rays. It's hard. G Man Choi, Joey Wendell, Yandy Diaz. That's four. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer, That's okay, five. Yeah. Manuel Margot. Yeah. That's six. Uh, Mike Zanino is their yeah. catcher. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. That's seven. <laughs> I don't know who their left fielder is. Oh, Austin Meadows. Austin, Austin Meadows. Meadows is one. Austin yeah. Meadows. DH, that's eight, yeah. and then, and then. Uh, uh, I'm forgetting a position.
1: I've got a couple in mind. I'm forgetting a position. Oh, no! Oh, no!
0: How am I forgetting a position? Can I go ahead? The well, the pitcher, I mean, Tyler Tyler Glasnow's not pitching.
1: I'll go um, ahead. Randia Rosarena, Randia
0: Rosarena, who oh might my win rookie gosh. of the year, probably. Duh. Uh, also, you could have. I forgot about Randia you, Rosarena. Oh, I don't know Lord. if you said it or
1: not, but Brandon Lau is another big one. Oh, my,
0: yeah. Anyway, he's like their best player. No, but, but my point yeah, is, my point is, crazy. None
1: of those guys are star. They're players. not superstars. Wander not. Franco
0: is a is he's a huge probably name going prospect. to be. Yeah, he, he will be a superstar. And Randy
1: Rosarena, for what it's worth, had the greatest postseason of all time last <laughs> last year. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, and, and I forgot him. And now he's going to be rookie of the year.
0: So he's significant. He's going to be rookie of the year. He could be. Is he qualified as a rookie this Te- year? Technically, really? Technically. Okay, interesting.
1: I don't know that that's he'll That's crazy. Win it.
0: I feel like. He's been around for a long time. You know what's funny?
1: It could be him or it could be Franco. Yeah. And a Reyna had the better season because he was up the whole year.
0: Right, right. And was in the lineup. like, Franco has that streak, of that on-base streak, too, like, that's insane.
1: And he plays great defense, Uh and he's got name recognition, whereas a Reyna did not last year. Right. So I don't know how that's going to shake out. But, Um, yeah, it's possible. But they don't have superstars in their lineup. They don't. Not like Boston does. Boston's got big names in their lineup. Yep. I look at J.D. Martinez... I look yeah, at he's in, Raphael he's, Devers. He's injured,
0: though, J.D. I just got a tweet that he is not playing today. Okay. Um, All right. And he's on the roster. He's on the DS roster. So he, I think he sprained his ankle. What do you make of
1: Seattle-Houston?
0: Is that the series? No, Seattle's not in the playoffs, Steve. Oh, sorry. I thought you said <laughs> Seattle made the playoffs. No, they would Wait, have if they Houston, beat... Houston. The, oh, sorry. Sorry. They Chicago. W- they would have if they had beaten the Diamondbacks sorry, like sorry, they are supposed to. You're right. Um, Chicago... Uh, the White Sox and the Astros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you make of that series? That's...
1: Sorry, Seattle it's, fans. It's going to be a
0: good series. I mean, there's a lot of star talent in that in that series. Um, the White Sox are a ridiculously good team. Um, the Astros are just—they just win. I don't know. They just have so much talent. Correa and and Altuve and Alvarez is is going to be playing. I did he miss the? I think if he missed the last playoffs, but I can't remember. It feels um, like he's been there for like five years yeah, and he has never played right, the postseason. Right? Exactly. It's weird. Um, and then Bregman is good too. I mean, Brett, Kyle Tucker, you always, he, yeah, he's, he's really good. underrated player there too. I mean, I mean, I, that series, you know, honestly, that and the Braves brewer series are the least exciting to me. Um, yeah. just because I, there's not really a, you know, <laughs> there's not really a storyline there to me, you know, like. The White Sox are a matchup. Uh, uh, the White Sox and Astros are a matchup of the oldest managers alive. I mean, Dusty Baker and Tony La Russa. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but <laughs> I like, didn't think about that. The yeah. Brewers are the Brewers are kind of like the Rays of the National League, which is cool. Kinda. They have more star power than the Rays do. Um, they do with Woodruff and Burns and Hayter and Yelich. Um, but Yell- does he still count as a star? I still think he's recognizable. Yelich almost he, had as bad of a year as
1: Bellinger. But
0: yeah, he's really fallen off. It's kind of w- crazy how bad he's. Like
1: both of those guys won MVPs in recent years,
0: mm-hmm. and they're like barely starting players now. Yeah, but I mean, it should be good playoff baseball. I mean, I'm not really interested in the Braves without Acuna. No,
1: they also they only won 88 games, right? uh on the season so Let they were the see. lowest
0: yeah, 88 and 73 to win that division they
1: had the lowest win total in the postseason that that made it to the postseason and so the braves yeah, yeah they don't they don't really influence yeah. me much either
0: so i mean i mean it should still be, i mean but playoff baseball is like you could get two really like eh, they're kind of boring teams but it still ends up being a great series i'll make a prediction so, okay i think the brewers will wipe the
1: floor with the braves
0: I agree with that, too. And I, I think it's all starting pitching. Mm-hmm. Now, they
1: have good hitting in Milwaukee, too. Don't get me wrong. They do. But, I mean, you know as well as I do, when you make it to postseason, if you have three really good pitchers, you don't need much else. I mean, you still need some arms in the back of the bullpen, but three guys? I mean, the Dodgers right now would kill to have three really, really good guys. I mean, yeah. they've got Scherzer, who's going to do
0: well. Well, they do. They have Scherzer, Bueller, and Urias. Yeah, okay, they have three. but You're probably it's right. it's not... But it's not the it's five not, they could have had. It's not the three or four that they thought they were going to have in right. Bauer, Kershaw, and Bueller and Urias with David Price coming out of the bullpen. Yeah, and not that he's amazing May. anymore, but Dustin May too. We'll yeah. Forget about him.
1: Yeah, it's true. So I mean, I think the Milwaukee Brewers will wipe the floor with the Braves, which will make it interesting for either the yeah. Giants or the Dodgers, whoever gets them okay, in. Okay, so second do round. you
0: want to do uh, playoff predictions for yeah, the divisional a, series right division. now? Um, I think the Dodgers are going to beat the Giants. I do. I think that's going to happen. Dodgers over Giants. I'm going to go with. Um, uh, I'm not. I don't know if it, I don't know like in what game. <laughs> I don't know in 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 seven or what. But, I'll go with
1: the Giants. Here's why. I okay. think that uh, I think they have the pitching advantage because all of a sudden the Dodgers are going to have to go to their number two, which I mean, even if it's Walker Buehler, it yeah, which it probably be. will be. It's um, either
0: Urias or Bueller. Cause that's not a big drop off. Don't yeah, get me wrong, right. but I
1: do think that it gives the Giants a slight advantage that Max Scherzer probably won't pitch till Game Three.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So Milwaukee, Atlanta. I think. I think. I agree with you. I think the Brewers are going to sweep the Braves. Sweep. Okay. I think. I'm call. I'm calling a sweep there. I'll say the Braves get one. Okay. I
1: don't know why, but.
0: Um. Houston, Chicago. That one's tough.
1: Okay, I got. I got. Okay, go ahead. I'll take Chicago. Okay, Um, I think their pitching is more experienced. Um, Houston's got
0: a lot of young, good starters that I like. I like Christian Javier. There's McCullers and then a few young, like Garcia, Garcia and um, Javier. It's not the
1: rotation they had a few years ago when they won the World Series. It's not a Cole Cole Verlander typey. Yeah, well, they still still cranky, But I'd say he's like a three right now. Yeah,
0: I don't even know if he is. coming out of the bullpen i don't know i don't know but, but um I, I take
1: it chicago lance lynn i, I don't understand lance lynn because i never <laughs> think of him as a great pitcher but statistically he's one of the best in the last crazy two or three because years
0: he is like he has a total dad bod too like oh yeah he's out there he's cussing up a storm and i think it's of liam great. Hendricks the same it's fantastic way. yeah like, liam Hendricks the same oh way. yeah
1: kind of a dad bod but yeah. you know what <laughs>
0: He's rocking it. He's yeah. like the
1: best closer in baseball.
0: Um I'm also going to take the White Sox. I think they have a better team than the Astros all around. Um like you said, their starting rotation, I mean, their top 2 are really great in Chicago Giolito and 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 uh, uh we're talking Brian and Lance Lynn. Lynn. <laughs> Lance Lynn. I like their young core a lot more too. Anderson Robert Luis Robert
1: Eloy Jimenez, who I know Jose has Abreu been
0: has been nothing but consistent since yeah. he's been in the league. Michael Kopech, mm, to some degree, coming out of the bullpen. Yeah, so I like their young Hendricks core a Hendricks and Kimbrel in the back end of their bullpen. Even Yoan Moncada is not old. No, he's young.
1: Pretty good player. He's
0: young. Um, yeah, Eloy Jimenez is back, so that's another big bat in their lineup. So I'm going to take the White Sox too. Okay, last but not least, the Rays and the Red Sox. You go. You take that one first. Oh, I got to take know. this one. Yeah, I feel like I always
1: pick against the Rays, and I always get gypped. Yeah. So I'm gonna take the Rays just because of experience. I mean they they've been the there World done Series. that. Yep. They went to the World Series with practically the same team. Yep. The pitching's different. I will say that. They don't have a Blake Snell. They, they don't have, have a Glass Charlie now. Morton. They don't have
0: Glasnow Morton, or Snell. But. Yeah,
1: that worries me because yeah. Nick Pavetta uh Nate Yavaldi, those guys have been really Chris good Sale is back. Chris Sale's back. So I love the pitching for Boston, but I like the Rays just because of
0: they always win. I'm also going to take the Rays. I think that series has a potential to go to 7 games. Yeah. Is I agree. It, wait, is it 5 games in the DS? Uh, it used to be. Did they switch that? I can't remember. I, I think either way, I think that's going to that has a chance to go to the last game of the season. I still think it's 5, but I could be wrong. Okay. So, 5 or 7, whatever it is. I yeah. think that series is the only, well, that, that and and Dodgers Giants I think have a chance to go to the the last game of the series as well. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I I mean, I I I keep hoping and I keep wishing that the Dodgers would lose. I wanted them to lose last night. I was mad that they won and they just keep doing this to me. And so I just think, I, I think they're going to beat the giants. I think it's going to come down to uh one of the last games in the series. And I think, you know, the Dodgers have, the giants have had a magical year. They have, they don't really have that many superstars. No. Uh, Chris Bryant has not been playing very well lately. Um, they've had the late-game heroics from Lamont Wade Jr. and yep. and those guys. But, I mean, the Dodgers just have, even though they have a lot of injuries, when you think about it, they just have so much more talent. They're still stacked. They're stacked, dude. It's insane. I'm going to go with the Giants. Okay. Just because
1: I've been doubting their pitching all year, and they continue to have the best pitching in the league, and it makes no yep. sense, but yep. I'm just going to go with it. All right. What else do we have? Is that it? Was that everything?
0: That's all the playoff series. Wow. Yep.
1: Man, it feels like there should be more teams in the playoffs, but
0: can I tell you, though, I wanted to talk about this a little well, bit. Well, there were last year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> True. We expanded it. There um, were more series last year, too, so it kind of felt longer because they they made the wild card thing a wild card series, right. a three-game series. Well,
1: okay. I want to talk about that okay. because I have a love-hate relationship with the wild card games. Okay. Because I mean, let's be honest. The wild card games, they feel like they are playoff games, but really, you're playing the wild card game to then get into the playoffs. Is basically how that how it works out, right?
0: That's how. Yeah, I like see it's it. considered the postseason because it's after the regular season. But but you don't feel like, like, like you're like, in until it's you win. Like, it. uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. If I you can, lose I can the wild card that. game,
1: do you really feel like you were in the postseason? If you lose it, no. Right you played one extra game. So, here's where I'm at on this. The one game wild card play-in games are great games. It makes those games way more fun except for super the AL dramatic. wild
0: card this year, which was not great.
1: Well, but even that, I mean, uh, you had some <laughs> significant plays. I think it
0: just sucked cuz the Red Sox ran away with it. Right. Yeah, but, there there were a lot of good plays in there. I mean, <laughs> but what I what I would Stanton, say, Stanton had two home runs robbed by the Green Monster in wow, that game. There is that. There was the relay after one of them to nail Judge at home plate. That was great. It's Stanton's fault that he hits the ball too hard. He doesn't hit it high. He doesn't hit it high enough. What <laughs> is it too, idiot. too hard?
1: Um, but here is my thing with it. I I enjoy those games. Yes, the wild card games made that particular game more fun and I loved these last two games. I like both of them, even though you hated the Red Sox game. Um, But the reason I don't like the play-in games is because I think it sets you back dramatically in the division series. So now the Dodgers won't have Max Scherzer. Their clear-cut best pitcher, probably going to win the Cy Young in the NL. He is going to be not pitching until at least game 3 I think. Right. Maybe by some grace of god he could pitch in game 2, I don't know. Yeah. But I think that he's likely
0: not going to pitch till game 3. That sets you back dramatically. Well, in that series. And you're right because think back to 2017 with the Diamondbacks, they won the wild card game, but Grankey was not good. So they had to turn to Robbie Ray in that game and whether or not it was a bad decision or not, they could not go to LA and start one of their two best pitchers. They had they started Taiwan Walker and they lost. They didn't have Granky till game three. Yep. And they got swept in that series. Yep. So yeah, I, I get that. I get it. Because I want what I want is for the
1: Giants and the Dodgers now in the division series. I want them to both be on equal playing fields. At full strength. At full strength, best pitcher goes game one because the Dodgers. I mean, the Giants are going to pitch who? I don't know. Who Kevin Gossman, Kevin Gosman in yeah. game one, and it won't be Max Scherzer. It'll be Walker Bueller. That's still a really good matchup. Don't get me wrong, because these are super teams, basically.
0: Walker Bueller is a is a clear
1: cut number one on any other team. Right, but my point is your best player. Max Scherzer is not available till probably Game 3. Right, right. I mean, if you were really going by a regular schedule, it would be Game 4. But You're not. But <laughs> we're playoffs. not in the playoffs, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And Scherzer wouldn't
0: allow that either. He would make sure he gets no, out No, he didn't want to come out last night. No, and he shouldn't. Do you see that? Yeah, he was mad. Dave Roberts he kept went kept the ball in his glove. <laughs> Dave Roberts reaches for the ball and Max Scherzer shakes his hand. Yeah, and then he has it to reach awesome. into his glove to take so the ball hilarious. out. hilarious. He like, hey, so, what are you doing here? He was so pissed. Yeah, he
1: was. And I don't blame him. But... I think that's why I would prefer that they don't have a play-in game, that there's like a three-game series. Yeah. And the other thing, the the reaction that I get to that take that I just had usually is, well, Steve, if you wanted the advantage in the division series, win more games in the regular season and win your division. (laughs) To which my response is, the Dodgers are the second-best team in baseball. They're better than every team except for the Giants. Right and yet they, and they get had, the
0: giants in the next round and they had to play a one game playoff yeah but there's, there's they could have their whole season could have ended last night so there's arguments on on both sides because last year when they expanded the postseason and made the wild card thing a wild card series a best of 3 series dodger fans were griping and complaining because they they won their division they were the best team in the national league and they had to play a 3 game series against the padres and anything can happen in three games. All you gotta do is win two of those games. If the Padres I know the Padres, all they had to do was win two games against the Dodgers and they would have just knocked them out. And the Dodgers don't win the World Series last year. So if you go back to that, you're still gonna get the people, whoever it is, whoever whatever fan base it is, or members of the organization that is the best team in the in each league, saying, Why do we have to play a three game series when we were the best team in the league?
1: This is a really unpopular opinion, but I liked the way it was. Three division winners, one wild card.
0: Oh, yeah. I liked the I way it was. I forgot that's how it used to be. I liked that. Because, so how it used to be because was. Because then you play in a series. So how it used to be was the best team in each league just played the wild card yeah. team. Yeah. That was the advantage because you had. They were you're better than They're them. worse than you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah but you're yeah. on
1: an even playing field. The game is equal. Right. You're just the better team. You're going into it at
0: full strength. Right. Most of the As time. As
1: opposed to now, the best team in a league plays the wild card winner at a disadvantage pitching wise. That hasn't been like that in a long
0: time. I know, but that's how I liked it. That's crazy. It's been so long, I forgot that's that's how it used to be.
1: That's an unpopular opinion, though, I think, because everybody in every sport wants more teams. And
0: people like the wild card game, I think. It's entertaining. It's exciting, yeah. I'm not saying they're not. I had a lot of fun watching last night's game. You're saying it makes for a worse division series because both teams can't start. Maybe not worse, but less fair. Okay, and I'm yeah. not saying that if the
1: Giants destroy the Dodgers, that the Dodgers were like, oh man, that was a huge disadvantage. But it
0: was a disadvantage. I feel Maybe like not huge. But, I feel like it's, it's a it's huge there. disadvantage for any team but the Dodgers because the yeah. Dodgers are equipped for that. But not every team every year that does that like, is going to be let, equipped like that. Let's say yeah. What if the Braves? The Braves go into the wild card game and they and they. What if they were in the wild card game this year? And they have to... I don't even know who their best pitcher is. Charlie Morton, I guess. have to pitch Freed. They have to pitch one of those two guys in the wildcard game, and they win. And then they have to go to San Francisco and pitch Ian Anderson in game one. huge drop-off between one and two. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. I don't know. It'll never go back. Maybe I'm just complaining. I mean, we might get expanded. We might get a postseason like we saw last year. I didn't like that. I didn't like the postseason last year. I for entertainment purposes i like the one game wild card game because it's crazy drama filled, it's high stress it's high intensity and it's way more entertaining Uh, now if my team was in it i might like it less (laughs) but uh but i mean the 2017 wild card game was probably the craziest sporting event i've ever been to yeah no it was great and if that's just a three games. Think about this, a three-game series between the Rockies and the Diamondbacks wouldn't have been No, that would not have that been entertaining. That exciting, but we just saw that
1: this weekend. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> not that great. Right. Um but, you know, if 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 not for that one-game playoff Archie Bradley probably doesn't hit in that inning. Doesn't he get a triple. Doesn't hit the triple and doesn't it doesn't become an icon in Arizona like he was. Um so I mean just from entertainment I like the one-game wild card, but I get what you're saying. You're right. It it totally screwed them against the Dodgers. It did
1: not that they it totally had totally did not that I thought they had a chance in hell to win that series. But
0: they might have won one game. Like they <laughs> might have. Uh, if if Tori Lavello maybe started Patrick Corbin against the Dodgers instead of Taiwan Walker. I maybe, don't know, yeah. but I mean, yeah, they couldn't use Ray or Granky in the first two games.
1: God, Patrick Corbin's falling off a cliff. Yeah, he was horrible this year. I mean, the whole Awful. Nationals team is bad. Awful. But Patrick Corbin's like paid a lot of money. And...
0: Yeah, and he's going to be there for a while. This is only like what the second, third year. This is this was his third year in. They Washington. got him for the for the. World Series he was team. he yeah he was on the World Series team. That yeah. was his first year. Yeah. And, and he wasn't this bad that year. No, he was good that year. Yes. Yeah, so. he was even good in the playoffs that year. And I don't know. Yeah, man. he's got plenty of time to figure it out. Sure, I'm just he's saying, young, man. He had a, yeah, he's paid a, a lot of money, and he—I think he had an ERA over five or six this year. Yeah. Yeesh. So
1: the playoffs are starting. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on all things going on in the division series throughout the week. Um, I am most excited, I think, for Dodgers Giants. Oh yeah. I don't Not know. Not even be
0: close. At this point. Not even close. Yeah, that's that is the most exciting series of this postseason. And like like I said before, i I would have loved if the Dodgers would have lost in the wild card game because just for them to be sad, I hate that team. I hate them. I I can't. <laughs> I, can't I can't. I can't. I know that Dodgers Giants is the series that every other baseball fan probably wanted to see, but I just can't root for the Dodgers. I can't.
1: And I think, as for our Diamondbacks, I'm rooting for the Giants yeah, in this series.
0: And that's even, that's weird. That is weird. That's weird.
1: As for our Diamondbacks, we've got all offseason to talk about next steps players oh, it's to bring back where season. people play long term <laughs> uh, there's a lot of questions in the Diamondbacks organization so we're going to try to answer those progressively as we go throughout the offseason but for now it's all about playoff baseball and we'll be back next week to talk more about that thanks so much for checking out the podcast this week I'm Steve Zinsmeister, that's Cody Fincher it is the Ain't No Fang podcast here at ArizonaSports.com and on the Arizona Sports app